This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Bill Margioni. And today we're going to pick up on something we talked about before, the subject of duality. But in between the time that I said I wanted to talk about it, some things happened, so I'm depending on you to straighten it out. Okay. Well, I love duality. When we distill down the notions of duality, it's actually everything that's not consistent with the teaching of unity, that there's one. But tell me what your experiences were this week, and then we will dive into either the confusion or the clarity. Okay, so as you know, the most difficult thing for me to adjust or readjust is my perception of prayer. So I I got, I'm like 90% there, I think. But the part that is a bit difficult for me is that I'm used to talking to God. Mm-hmm. And I've cultivated over the years a very personal relationship, a very comfortable talking to spirit. And um, I'm probably holding on to it because I don't want to lose it. And I remember asking you one time, well, who am I, who am I talking to then right. if it's not a, a separate entity but within, then who am I talking to? So that's one part of it. And then the other part is that a lot of things have been bombarding me over the last month or so. And it's it's like I fell in the deep end of the pool trying to figure it all out. And, you know, you can't stop treading water. You got to keep figuring it out, you know, while you're trying to learn how to swim at the same time. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I could think of is that, is this maybe talk about duality and maybe that'll help me kind of figure out where I am in this pool. Because here's the thing, a lot of things are happening that I could see have to do with the future. Did something I pray for in the past cause me to get shoved into the (laughs) middle of the (laughs) <laughs> in the middle of the pool so I'll be ready to get out on the other side. You know what I mean? Are you here? Are you with me on yeah. this? Yeah. Okay. Last week we were talking about growth. That growth does not happen in our comfort zone. So what you seems like you're describing being thrown into the pool is getting pushed right out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And it's, um, well, it's uncomfortable. So that's pretty self-explanatory of why it's uncomfortable. So 
I'm going to go back to one of our really early conversations, and you were describing in your younger days you would go to the club, and you'd leave God outside so that you could do go do your stuff in the club without having to be accountable <laughs> to spirit. And I love that story, and that I think is still operative because when you're talking to God, and God is out there then it's possible to have parts of your life that you're just not going to invite God into. All right, I'm not talking to Spirit about this because this is debauchery <laughs> in, a way, <laughs> in a way that I describe it. And it can be different for everybody. You know, There are some practices that don't allow dancing. So what you do is you leave God out and go into the dance hall, and it doesn't count because you didn't bring Spirit with you. And that's wonderful little mental tricks that we get to play with ourselves. And that's where some of the hidden beliefs are coming from. The belief that there are parts of your life that are spiritual and there are parts of your life that are not spiritual lets you, when you want to, get into a conversation with spirit. And so now I'm talking to spirit. And other times I just, I, I, don't, want, I don't want that judgment <laughs> of the divine looking at me and you know filling out the evaluation form. The fact of the matter is, it's all God. So there are, generally say there were five different areas that we can pray for, health, wealth, love, work, and spirit. And it divides up into our physical well-being, our prosperity, and our financial life, and our sense of enoughness, our relationships, either everything from self-love to pets to family to getting along with our community. And work is our creativity, the things that we're doing to share our gifts with the, the larger world. And the last one is spirit. And that one has the asterisk on it because we cannot pray to be any more spiritual than we already are. We are 100% spirit. There is nothing about us that is not that divine presence expressed as us. So when we're praying for spirit, it's actually for a deeper awareness of the spiritual truth that we are. And I think that's the one that you're talking about because the, the duality is if you could switch that spiritness on and off or have a knob that turns me from spiritual to not spiritual from divine presence to mundane, <laughs> misbehaving bad boy um, <laughs> or girl, um, then that would that would be where the duality happens. Is that making sense? It does. So let me clarify a little bit. Let's go back so, so many years. And I hadn't planned to, to talk about this, but... I was in an extremely dark, dark place where my decision was I, I preferred not life. Mm -hmm. And I, I will never forget that experience because spirit came. And I'm just describing what happened. Yeah. Spirit came. And said words like, you are not alone, you'll be okay. And just really simple words that changed everything in an instant because I thought that I was alone and all I could ever see was darkness and alone and I was choosing another path. Mm -hmm. And I felt like spirit just rescued me. And I can remember almost like a visual place where I was and it happened. So I have never been able and I've never tried to get away from that moment because whenever 
I get something gets screwed up or whatever. And I've never I've never been that place again. Mm-hmm. But I remember that place. So whenever something happens, you know, I I know that spirit is there. I remember spirit said I'm here and I just talk to spirit and everything straightens out. You know, I mean, I can calm myself and I'm telling myself I'm hearing spirit. But when I look at it through the lens of new thought, spirit was already there and just like came up. And so it wasn't spirit outside of me rescuing me. It was your awareness of spirit. Because what we're able to do is when you leave God outside the club, what you're doing is you're turning away from the awareness of that indwelling presence and allowing yourself to go it alone. And the change is entirely within you. It's not like spirit's leaving. It's like you're not paying any attention to it. You are going to focus on other things rather than be open to spirit. And what you've noticed is that spirit's always there. And as you open your awareness to that divine presence, it's always there. Yeah. And there are times when you want to wrestle around with facts and circumstances and situations in the world around you and control things that way. And Spirit's not going to tell you you can't do that. You just don't have to. So then at at that moment of awareness or in the in the situation that I described so many years ago what made the awareness happen whatever was going on during that dark night of the soul that you were having everything else i think got carved away until you you didn't, you didn't have anything else to hold on to and there was that divine presence within that's always ready to tell you the truth mm. And what changed was you were finally ready to listen. I just didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't. I, I had. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, you described it because there was nothing, nothing left to hold on to. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's not the truth, but that's what I thought. Well, that's what your ego was telling you. All of the stuff in the world around you was not working. It was dark. It was cold. It was lonely. There was nothing there. And when all of the local distractions in the world around you went away, uh, you're open to the truth. Open to the awareness that that's not all there is to it. There is a far bigger universe than what you can see or touch or taste or feel or figure out. So then... It was not spirit came. Spirit was already there. And all the other stuff that fell away and was what there was nothing else to hide spirit. Right. And if you translate spirit came to awareness of spirit came, then you're owning the whole thing yourself because it's not about spirit. It's about your awareness and whatever it took to get you to the point that you were aware of that spiritual truth of yourself that's why we say it's all good now if you were to take that experience that you had and assign it to somebody and say here I want you to have that you'd feel very cruel (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you thought somebody was trying to do that to your kid you'd be all up in their face you can't do that to my kid and when that happened to you 
whatever it was that was doing it, it was transformative in your life. And what you learned then was that you have access to the awareness of spirit at any moment. So even though you wouldn't choose to have somebody do that to you, it was good. Damn mm. it. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was timely, I'll tell you that. It was spirit's timing to make itself aware. And, and I know it's probably not the right way to say it, but I'm trying to say it. I'm trying to say something. It was exactly the right time. Because, oh, yeah. yeah. You were you were you were right near the going out of business sale. That is it. Okay, so then bringing it forward, all the the stuff that I I mentioned that I was bombarded with over the last month is it not the dark night of the soul, nothing like that. Just like overwhelming crap. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And I got to admit, like, you know, it's most of it's my own crap. Just, you know, stuff catches up, even procrastination and all of that. But anyway, so when I stop and talk to spirit, when I do, you're saying that I'm just knowing that I can move all this stuff out the way. Well, knowing that there's something bigger going on. Yes. Even the stuff that, even the things that you brought on yourself and the procrastination about the stuff that's on your to-do list and all the rest of it, that's all true. That's all there. That's all very evident in the world around you. But that's not the big T truth. The big T truth is there's an infinite creative power that creates everything and it's created this circumstance for you. And oh, by the way, it can, it can change it too. You okay. Know, how, all right, go ahead. Hold it at that point. You said that created this circumstance for you. So, yes, this is perfect. Okay, so in the midst of creating the stuff, you know, the procrastination, whatever, just life happens. Okay, so in the midst of all of that, I have been desirous of certain things. And, you know, it's like right there. It's not uppermost in my mind, but it's not far. And I kind of check in with that every now and then, you know, kind of reminds me of this. Don't forget, don't forget. (laughs) 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 and so then when I got what I felt like shoved into the the deep end of the pool is that to me it was like okay when you get out you're going to have the skill set that you need for the things that you were asking but then Uh, that kind of implies a duality you can say that everything implies a duality and it becomes an apparent duality or an appearance of duality. And the appearance of duality is all around us. The truth is that there is one, one power and presence that shares itself as seven or eight billion humans on earth and billions of galaxies. And there's a lot of variation, a lot of variety. There's a lot of stuff that's not me. I have this personality. I have these five senses that tell me that I end kind of where my skin ends, although it's very easy to do an aura experiment where you can feel the energy that goes out well beyond your skin. And there are people who see auras and that we're surrounded by energy or angels or whatever it happens to be. And not all of us can see that. And it doesn't mean that it's not there. It doesn't mean that we are not completely connected with everything that happens everywhere. Our senses tell us that we're separate. 
my senses tell me that I'm an individual and I'm over here and you're over there and we're having this conversation and we're in our heads and I'm in, I'm thinking what I'm thinking, you're thinking what you're thinking, we're communicating or not uh, based on the words that we're using uh, accurately or not. And that's the way life works is the infinite has individualized itself or as I like to say particularized itself because it that's, shows up as different particles. And the quantum physics folks tell us that everything is energy everything is energy and it's just appearing as matter mm -hmm. so the particles are just energy showing up as particles and those particles are forming into things like you and me and desks and microphones and internets and whatever it happens to be and so there's a lot of apparent separation and not just duality but everything looks separate and in back of that everything is one and we are able to turn our attention from one to the other. So as you feel like you're being thrown into the deep end of the pool, that's something that you have helped to create, possibly because there's something that you want to have in your life experience and there's some resources or some stuff that need to be taken care of in order for you to have it. And so <laughs> spirit is doing two things. Number one is saying, really? You really want that? <laughs> and the other thing that's going on is putting the demand upon you to go and assemble the resources and put the pieces together so that you can have that which you are seeking. Oh, like you're such a genius. Okay. <laughs> because I did something that I just probably really needed to do. I just, you know, I, you know that I'm such a control freak. I'm a licensed card-carrying control freak. And I don't care. That's just it. But okay, well, and and by the way, that will continue to have some repercussions in your life. But yes. continue along as you. But I actually recognized I'm there. I'm right there with you because I've been listening to you. I know that I have to give up some stuff. I have to give up some control. So there's a person that has been trying to help me for years, and I finally made that call. I said, I need help. And she was so excited. <laughs> she was so excited. And I thought that it would be the worst thing in the world to have somebody in my space, you know, doing this. And it's, what's this, is Thursday. It's only been since Sunday. And she's such a, she's such a perfect match for a control freak. Like, she is so, so every morning she says this is the goal did you fix yes did you do yesterday do you think we can do this today and I thought I would hate that right and it's it's been magic it's been magic I think I've gotten twice as much done in these four days since this person no not her since I decided to put my control free card in my wallet for a bit <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie and say I'm going to leave it there. I'll do my best, but at least I'm getting there, you know. Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm getting there. But so I'm I'm saying that based on what you said, did spirit create this massive confusion for me, which was probably a result of my overcommitment or whatever, so that I finally say, okay, because I don't think if I did this, I'd ever really be able to get much further. Okay. I'll answer that question. 
I want to take a break first. But before we do that, I want you to repeat something, if you're willing to. Okay. Say, I have been a huge control freak up until now. I have been a huge control freak up until now. And that makes transformation possible. Say that part. Up until now is a transformative statement because mm-hmm. you are, instead of owning it and claiming it and saying that's the truth of me always, you can look back at the path that brought you to right now and say, well, that's been true up until now. And then because you're free to choose, you can continue to carry that card in your wallet or no longer need it. Let's do a break. Okay. You can put practical prayer to work in your life, and Reverend Bill Marcioni can help. He is offering an online class that teaches you to create your own practical prayer in five weekly one-hour sessions. The final hour brings your practical prayer together, anchored in live original music by a notable New Thought musician. Practical prayer is based on the most effective prayers found in religions and spiritual practices all over the world. Use it to deepen ever more fully into the truth of your spiritual nature. It's the core of a transformational spiritual practice that's simple, even if it's not always easy. Reverend Bill is also available for private spiritual counseling prayer sessions. Together, you'll lean into the challenges you've experienced in life and explore the transformation that's possible through practical prayer. You'll uncover old, hidden beliefs and uproot them to make way for the life of your dreams. Everything you need to know is on the website at b-v-light.com. That's b-v-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence, and here with Reverend Bill Marcioni, who in this segment is going to straighten me out. Oh, well, I wouldn't go that far, but I am going to follow up on on the question that you asked, which is, did you bring this on yourself? Why is spirit throwing you in the deep end of the pool? And the answer is always, yes, you did it to yourself. Even if what you did was set it up so that somebody else could do it to you. It was always, and I'll put this in the first person, it's always me putting myself in the situation where somebody can do that. You know, I am free to choose what happens next in my life, and what if, I, if what I choose is to let somebody else choose for me, then they will. I am surrounded by people who are perfectly willing to make choices and then change their mind about whatever's <laughs> going to happen in my life. And once I'm aware that when somebody else is choosing for me, it's because I've chosen to let them choose, that brings the power back to me. So with whatever it is that you need to be learning and the transformations you've had in the last four days of being a control freak, control freak, control freak, and suddenly it became overwhelming and you did something that you have been resisting forever because you were forced out of your comfort zone. And it turns out this thing that you have been resisting for so long is pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) So depends on where you get into the story. Well, is this something that I brought on myself? Are you talking about the chaos? Or are you talking about this newfound ability to open yourself up and let go of control and be supported in a way that you never have before? Because the answer to both of those is yes. It was you. I can I can see that. I can see that. 
So then why do we get to the place where we're like in urgent mode before asking for assistance? This person that just that I allowed, I won't say just stepped into my life, that I allowed has been there for at least four years trying her best. And I'm like, no, nobody, no. <laughs> nobody gets this close no and then I thought you know what <laughs> you are going to drown yeah and that was because it, it was more comfortable to continue being the control freak or doing the control freak thing instead of considering a different possibility and what was required in the situation was that you be so overwhelmed that suddenly that choice was different. Now it is, it's more uncomfortable to stay in the chaos than to consider this new possibility, which, by the way, has been on the menu for four years. Mm. Now, mm. if you didn't have that experience of overwhelm, it would have stayed on the menu, and you would have said, I don't need that, I don't need that, I'm not going to try that, I'm not going to test that, and you would not have had the opportunity to learn that actually there's something good about that. Mm. So do you think that we psychologically, and I use that term because that's my background way back, do you think psychologically we do things to make other things happen? For example, I remember uh, part of, when I said I'm overwhelmed with this, a whole lot of stuff came my way. About a year ago, I was thinking, hmm, maybe I should take on this responsibility and maybe I should do this. And then I thought, I really don't want to do this. And then all of a sudden it was in front of me. Did I draw that to me? I did, didn't I? I have to say yes. Yeah. Because there is one infinite power and presence that created you and the experience and the circumstance and the situation. And whether you thought you were open to it or thought you weren't open to it, uh, you were open to it. And it kept on showing up, and then you wind up taking it on, even if you started out not wanting to. I need to be locked in a room. <laughs> with, nah. with, I need to be locked in a room. <laughs> no, no sound, no nothing. Just don't talk, don't think, don't do anything, because you're overwhelming yourself. I just, that's supposed to be a joke. Have you ever done a sensory deprivation tank? I have been given a gift card. For, for so that's as close that. as you've gotten, <laughs> just having, having the gift card. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting to see. I've, I've done that a few times. It's interesting to see what my mind does when it doesn't have anything else to do. I was on a ship uh, some years ago, and I was outside. It had to be like 2 o'clock in the morning on the deck where there's no lights. And, and I sat down. I thought it would be really cool, so I sat down, and it was awful. It scared I, there was nothing. It was just black nothing. <laughs> I never anticipated such a thing. I never felt such a thing. And I sat there for a few minutes thinking, oh, I don't know what this is, and I think I'll try to describe it after I go back inside. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this gift card that I have promises that same experience for an hour. I'm like, uh, okay, we'll see. I'm going to yeah. do it but I got to get my nerve up. When you say that you need to be locked in a room where it's quiet and there's nothing going on, that's what it is. So, but you're going to get locked in there with you. 
<laughs> yeah. You and your voices. Oh, no, that's a <laughs> mess. No. no external distractions. Okay. I think I'll keep the gift card for a while. <laughs> well, the beautiful part about doing the sensory deprivation experience is that you can get out and go home. Mm-hmm. After an hour, it's over. And you can say, well, that was interesting, or, oh, I never need to do that again, or, wow. Yeah. Wow, when I specifically said about going through this process that something happens that's even more miraculous than the friend helping me to organize myself that I resisted for four years. Yeah, that's, that's really, this is really an experience. This is something different. We started out talking about duality and the sense of separation that we have. Uh, I just want to loop back to that because all of our senses are rigged to make us see and experience duality. Everything. I mean, our our eyes are detecting patterns of light and dark. And it tells us that light and dark are opposite, that there's a duality, that there's lightness and darkness, that there's this color and that color. And all of the distinctions that we perceive show up in our experience as duality when we're talking about the temperature of the room you know it's either warm or cold or outdoors it's either warm or cold well the fact of the matter is there's one thermodynamic scale that goes from absolute zero to way way hotter than we prefer and hot and cold are just different levels on that same scale there's not duality there is variability mm-hmm. and the the most obvious one is our body because we learn that we have very fine control over our body, much more so than we do over other people's bodies. I mean, I can move my hand, uh, and even if I couldn't move my hand, there's some stuff that I can do inside of me that I can't do inside of somebody else. So the entire system is rigged to make us experience life as though there's duality. In our true spiritual nature, there is no such thing as duality. We are all different variables on the same scale with everything. But it is so easy to be misled by the illusion that we get distracted by it and then we buy into it. Mm-hmm. It's coming together. Yeah, it's... and the sneakiest part of duality is when we do things on our own, when we take the gifts and skills and talents that we have and we think of an idea and we decide that we're going to execute on that idea and we disregard the fact that we are manifestations of spirit and that the idea that we had was an idea that was born in spirit and that the activity that we're going to be engaged in is based in spirit and we think that we can do it on our own we think that the cause and effect in our life is that the cause is me pushing on something and the effect is the thing moving and we forget the fact that the cause is me having the inspiration to move something and then the first effect is me pushing on it and the secondary effect is it moving when we forget that stuff then we are basically setting ourselves apart and letting us be alone and we give up the awareness of spirit because we think we can do it on our own. And then eventually it's possible to completely forget that the spirit is available at all. And that leads us sometimes when things don't go the way we want them to into that dark night of the soul. And the truth is there's one, one infinite power and presence, one divine love that shares itself as and through and in everything. It's all that divine love showing up in a different way, including me and you. And that's how we start off a practical prayer, to remind ourselves of that truth, because then what we're creating is not out of our own ego mind, our own individual self. 
it's in partnership. It's a co-creative partnership with that power that creates everything. And that's a game changer. That's a lot. Yeah. Let's take a break and then we'll do a prayer for awareness of our spiritual nature. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Bill Moscioni, and he's going to do a practical prayer on awareness. As we discussed earlier, we can't pray to be more spiritual. We are already 100% spirit. That's all we are. That's the center and circumference of everything that exists everywhere, and that's true of each of us as well. So the prayer, instead of to pray to be more spiritual, is pray to be more aware of the truth of our spiritual nature. Because there are times when I am in the groove and I can feel that I am a divine and perfect expression of God's love. And there are other times when I just feel like a schlub (laughs) sitting around over here not being able to accomplish anything. (laughs) And the first part is always true. So this prayer is about that awareness. The awareness of the truth of who and what we are. And I know that you like it when I start off the prayer by saying something like, let us pray, which I'm not going to (laughs) do. I know. (laughs) You know what? I actually listen to your prayers. I'll I'll go to where I know you've done a few and I've collected a few, and I'll actually listen to when you start over and over and over again so I can make myself sensitive to it starting, you know, so... You know what I mean? Yeah, because I'm not doing that traditional religion, let us pray. Yeah, please don't, but I'm just telling you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And one of my giveaways is when I start talking about the infinite, you know, that the prayer has begun. And I don't always start with the same word or phrase, but it starts with something like that, because that's the first step in a practical prayer. Yeah, it's like by the time you get to the second statement or third, I'm thinking, okay, he's praying. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice to know I can sneak up on people with that. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Okay. So this is a prayer for an even deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. The truth that we are, in fact, 100% spirit. That was my purpose statement. We turn our awareness to that infinite creative power, 
that divine presence that shares itself as and through and in every part of its creation. Everything is this divine presence taking its own particular form. That's true regardless of what our belief or our creation story happens to be. If it's the Genesis story of in the beginning there was darkness and void and God said let there be light and there was light. That is that creative process. It is that infinite intelligence, that divine power saying let there be. And the creative law responding to that intention to make it be so. And if we are more scientific and like the story of the Big Bang, the same thing applies. In the beginning, there was an impossibly dense singularity. And then for reasons unknown to us, it began to expand or explode. And that one has evolved and morphed and interacted upon itself to create everything that exists in our manifest universe. Every star, every galaxy, every planet, every person, every particle, everything is that one expressed in its own way. That infinite energy, that limitless intelligence, that divine power and presence shared as its creation. It's the same story regardless of how we look at it. And because everything is part of that one, that must be true of me, that must be true of everyone listening to this prayer. Each of us is an individualization, a particularization of that infinite power, that divine mind sharing itself as my mind, as the mind of each one who's listening. That divine power and presence is the truth of who and what we are. We are each 100% spirit. Whether we are experiencing our lives as spiritual or not, the truth is we are 100% spirit. And the good news is the awareness of that truth is always available. So in times when things are going along well, we can remind ourselves of the truth of who and what we are. I'm a divine and perfect expression of God's love right here and right now, and all of this that's happening to me is unfolding in sweet perfection, in the harmony and the balance and the goodness that all of creation fits together in. And when things are challenging, when the circumstances or situation that we're in feels dark and difficult, and we don't know what the answer is, we can do exactly the same thing. We can turn our awareness to that truth of who and what we are, that that infinite intelligence, that divine love is sharing itself through and as and in me and that experience that I'm having right now. And the knowledge and the wisdom and the insight of the next perfect steps are available to me and to everybody involved right now. And love is unfolding in harmony and balance and sweetness and perfection right now. And as we turn our awareness to that truth of the bright light of love that we are, that goodness unfolds. So I know that each one listening is even more fully aware of the truth of our spiritual nature. We are involved in this co-creative process allowing the good to unfold. I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the awareness of this truth. I'm grateful for the awareness of the creative process. I'm grateful for the ability to set this new intention this invitation for a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature and let it loose into that same creative power, that same infinite intelligence 
that same divine process that has created everything and allow it to create this for each of us individually, for all of us together. This is love unfolding. And so with gratitude for this good, I speak this word of truth. I release it into that creative law that has been creating since the beginning of time and know that it once again is creating this. And I let it be. And so it is. And so it is. Take that, duality. <laughs> <laughs>